Welcome back to another episode of Double Thought Dimension. I'm your host, Tony, and here we're joined by... Derek. I'd like that. I cut you off before you even got to start. Oh, what so a... what? Take that, world. Take, take that, everybody. <laughs> and Derek, who was just as shocked. <laughs> Today, we're going to be talking about TIs, aka targeted individuals. This is kind of a freaky topic, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Hopefully... This is not describing your situation in life, but if it is, um, we, we uh, have sympathy for you and maybe we can help you. I don't know. We'll see what happens, I guess. But before we get to that, I would like to thank a few individuals. First person I would like to thank is Booberry from Behind the Schemes podcast. He is the executive producer of this episode coming in at 33 dollars 88 cents um thank you quite a bit uh with his note that said merry christmas y'all uh that was nice is he from the upper midwest too yeah he's the one uh he's the host of behind the schemes podcast oh oh yeah yeah the one up past cities kind of yep cool uh so thank you thank you very much for that uh it's very awesome and unexpected uh, next up is Lavish, also from Behind the Schemes podcast. He is the other co-host. There, there's three hosts, and Lavish is one of the one of the other ones. Uh, he came in at ten dollars twenty seven cents as the executive producer of this episode. Thank you very much for that. And uh, I had a hell of a time the other night listening to music. Um, oh, I'm so sorry if he made you. Uh, if he made you listen to music. <laughs> There's probably one or two of you, Max, that are like, yeah, this music's good. The rest of you are probably like, get this motherfucker off off here. Get him off. Well, Lavish was kept playing songs, and there wasn't that many people that were still awake. So <laughs> I kept requesting songs, and he seemed like a, he seemed like he was into it. Um, I don't know if it was the booze talking or what was happening, but um, it definitely... Uh, I liked the songs, and it was good. So thank you for that. Next up is, I would like to thank the OGs, who are monthly sustainers. That would be Chelsea and Izzy. The Uh, real OGs, yo. uh, Thank you very much for listening to every single episode and being faithful uh, monthly sustainers of this podcast. Without you, we wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, And last but certainly not least, I would like to thank again once again, Turbo Faggot for the email he sent out. He uh, emailed us a link to uh, a website talking about infantoriums. What the fuck is that? Um, Back in the day, they used to, uh, before the advent of a incubator, a baby incubator, like for premature babies. Yeah, right. We talked about that. they, uh, They would only do them at like county fairs or like uh, freak shows yeah like they used to them at like circuses and sideshows and shit with like premature babies or um you know like babies that had sadly like babies that had like down syndrome or um you know were kind of an anomaly because they were missing body parts or had extra body parts um and so they made these incubators basically what we now think of as uh 
incubators, you know, when a baby's premature. But the first ones were built to essentially house those babies for sideshow attractions so people could come and gawk at them, which is fucked up. Well, there, there's that, but also the guy doing it, he was trying to help the babies, honestly, and he, he that right, became like his he main was, thing. Right, like he was doing a good thing. However, you know, it was kind of a not nice way to think about it, I guess, but he did help them because he took them all, took all those babies. That well, wanted, right? not only did he take them, but the the reason that there, that that even needed to happen is because it was considered quack science at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, incubator was considered a, like an alternative medicine. So the medical establishment did not recognize the incubator as having any value in the medical industry. Right. So they completely ignored. So if a baby was going to die, they just, just let it die. Yeah, it was just going to die. They, they didn't try to help in any way. And if a baby was born premature, then you're basically fucked. Mm-hmm. But they, so these mothers would take the babies to the guy to, so they would live. And, mm-hmm. and they would have these fairs every year. And each year they'd have reun- reunions of the babies who had lived um, from the previous year and have little uh, get togethers. Oh, and, that's really cool. And there's actually like, um, I think a couple are still alive. To this day, like because the last one was born in 1940 some, mm-hmm. and yeah, basically without him, they all would have died. Uh, and it's all uh, based on quack science, which really is just he did air quotes by the way you couldn't see it, but I could. So yeah, uh, anything the medical establishment doesn't want to uh, feels there's no money in, they don't accept it, and it becomes quack, so called quack science, but. Most quack science, uh, air quotes again, uh, turns out to be be valid science. It just just, takes time. Or better for you, or there's no profit in it. So there's no reason for the medical establishment to offer it for you. To offer it. But I learned about that purely from Turbo Faggot sending in the email. Um, I had heard about that prior to you. I, I don't remember where. If I watched on something or read about it in a book, I don't remember. But I remember that and I thought it was so cool because I think he, that guy, even ended up like adopting some of the babies or something. Um, Mm, I'm not sure about that, but. I thought he did. I thought there was like, for some reason, a couple that he himself like kept because they were essentially going to just be done away with or however, you know, or I don't know how that worked. You know, like parents didn't want them or couldn't have them or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Or I maybe don't, adopted I don't them. I don't know. There was there was a lot of cool stuff to that story. Weird, and I kind of morbid at the same time. But um, some of it was good. So yeah. So thanks again for sending in that email. You uh, it was definitely interesting article uh, to read, and that's how uh, Turbo Faggot was able to produce this episode because this is a purely a value for value system. He is getting value from the podcast. And he thought we could use some value by giving us some info. And we got the value, which I valued because uh, I got, I learned. And now I'm returning the value back to who anyone's listening right now. Right. And what a, like, a, what a cool thing, too, because it involves so many, like, aspects. It involves medical stuff, um, kind of outcast things, um, you know, people in desperate times looking for solutions and all kinds of stuff. So it was kind of a, just, it was a good learning uh, article, I guess, and it had a lot of interesting tidbits to it. So, also another thing about the value for value is Turbo Faggot purely just thought of that and thought we would like it, 
and emailed it to us. And you we know, appreciated that. That that is uh, that is something that the mainstream media and all these hollow organizations lack is true value for value or personality um, like it's, uh, it's, it's interaction yeah, with that's what I meant. with with the people who are listening right. uh, which that's why we and so many other podcasts on the no agenda stream uh, and other you know it's not just on no agenda but so many people have subscribed to the idea of value for value because we're all connected together and what better way to be connected than to all help each other to succeed and that's what we're doing that's what we're doing right now so uh yeah thanks again to all those people yes thank you guys um that pretty much does it for that segment let's jump in okay today we're going to be talking about targeted individuals now i vaguely remember us either watching something on it like we stumbled upon it uh, a documentary or something but I don't remember much about it. I know, I only know little bits and pieces. I don't remember much because it was a couple years ago, I think, that we, yeah. we talked about this. Um, so targeted individuals are, let's just read a little definition here. I'm getting this information. So there's a an, an organization called Targeted Justice who strives to represent people who claim to be targeted individuals. So... They're like lawyers and they try to sue or get reparations for um, what's been done to their clients. And they came up with a definition of someone who is a targeted individual. So I'm reading this straight off of the Targeted Justice website, which I'll link in the show notes. Anyway, what is a targeted individual? A targeted individual is someone that has been selected by the deep state, usually the FBI, DHS, or CIA, to unwillingly participate in an experimental CIA torture program. This program was developed under the CIA's MKUltra project and is designed to break down the individual and neutralize the person using psychological, physical, and emotional stress. The ultimate goal of this program is to control the entire population through intimidation, fear, and threats. Political activists, labor labor union leaders, scientists, and whistleblowers are some of the main targets of the program. However, some people are randomly chosen. Family and spousal relationships are usually destroyed as part of this psychological torture. So, so like, what do they do though, and how do they do it? So, is it like a satellite beam thing, or what? we'll get into all that. We'll get into all of the hows and, and all that, but um, so are there people who are being stalked and harassed by the CIA or intelligence agencies? Like, have you ever known ever in your life to come across someone who claimed to have been under surveillance or, or had some paranoid visions that they were talking about or were... Uh, in fear that people were listening in on their phone calls or your dad yeah i can think of my dad my dad yeah he called us that one time and was like my phone's tapped or something what did he say no he was wondering if he could try to figure out if he was being watched while watching tv yeah something happened with the tv too but i thought he said something about his phones being tapped or he didn't want to talk to you 
over the phone. Yeah. Because we, we were planning a visit in like a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't talk to you over the phone about this. It has to be in person. Yeah. And they live thousands of miles away. So he was waiting till we came down for a visit or something like that. Yeah. So he was worried about phones. He was worried about the TV. And there was something else, too. There was something with work. Like oh, he, he thought... kept. Oh, the, he kept having things happen to him, where it, it appeared that like he was trying to be set up to be fired at his job. Where, um, like one time he went to go do something and he found something in the trash that was gross, and it looked like someone had purposely placed it there to make him mad, because he has to clean the trash as a part of his job, and. Uh, all these different types of things like that kept happening at his job. Yeah, and he was getting more and more and more paranoid as the days went on, too. He was starting to think that people he knew and cared about were trying to hurt him and all this other stuff. Um, like, it was it was really strange and so out of character for him because he's such a laid-back, easygoing person. So it was really weird to hear his uh, concerns, I guess. Yeah. Um, so why, why would an intelligence service or whatever attempt to covertly harass someone well i think that's easy in my opinion like just like anything else they monitor us for like seemingly no reason because we're all boring but the more they know the better they can learn how to control us you know so i think why not plus we're guinea pigs we're a dime a dozen to the elite people or whoever the fuck the top people are so you know if they want to see how something works and they know it's not necessarily good, but they need to see how it work for like warfare or whatever. Just not tell us. Like if we can't prove it, what can we do about it? Nothing. So this this is the main crux of the targeted individual program, and why it's so hard to prove that anything is happening to you because everything that happens to these people who are being targeted makes them just seem crazy. Makes them seem insane. So. Uh, you know, is there a system in place to intimidate whistleblowers in order to make them look insane? Could be. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, very strange. The targeted individual program is also can be uh, described as gang stalking. Have you ever heard that term before? Mm-mm. So I'm reading again here from the uh, targeted justice website. The FBI and the De- Department of Homeland Security fusion centers run the global gang stalking program which is de- designed to harass intimidate and break down the target the fbi outsources much of the local harassment to community groups such as infraguard citizen corp and neighborhood watch targeted individuals are placed on the ter- terrorist watch list and tracked as non-investigative subjects so that local police and ambulances can be instructed not to assist with their emergency calls through FirstNet.com, which is run by AT&T. The CIA and Air Force operate the microwave weapons program through the underground complex at Schriever Air Air Base near Colorado Springs. The Vercator microwave satellite weapon and digital beam forming from cell phone towers are used. The microwave beam generally generally target the head and cause long-term brain damage. See the recent brain traumas of the Cuban uh, diplomats, also caused by microwave weapons, according to Dr. Douglas Smith um, at the University of Pennsylvania. State Department signals expert Mark Lindsay has also confirmed that the diplomats were definitely attacked with microwave weapons. There's also something called voice-to-skull, 
signals, and they can be embedded in the microwave frequency 450 to 700 megahertz, which allows the government criminals to send constant hate-filled messages at the target. It is called the Frey effect, F-R-E-Y, or microwave auditory effect, that after Dr. Alan Fry. There are numerous U.S. patents on these technologies. It is likely that most of the mass shooting events are orchestrated by the CIA and FBI using the techniques developed under the CIA's MKUltra program. Uh, David Steele, former CIA officer, has confirmed this. You know, after that one episode that we did, um, like with the... Uh the math or the oh the, the disca- hyper realistic math yeah all that stuff and i i don't put anything past them at this point anything and they always have an agenda they always do with literally looking at our facebook to collect information on us to um using our cell phones to essentially poison us like i they don't put anything past them so i totally think that this is something that they do and you know i think about that once in a while because i actually was just talking to you about this yesterday like sometimes i'll wake up and like I went to bed just fine, but I wake up and I'm just, I, I hate everything. I don't like the world. I don't like you. I don't like anything. And I don't know why. And sometimes I, like I've told you, I'm like, sometimes I feel like these feelings aren't my own because they're so out of nowhere. Like, why does that happen? You know, like, why does that happen sometimes where all of a sudden, like, I go from happy and fine to, you know, not, and no, it is not bipolar. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's very random and it's so weird, but I, I can like discern it. I just don't ever know where it's coming from sometimes. And it sometimes isn't my own. Um, but I'm also an empath. So it could be that I'm dealing with someone else's bullshit, but it's also just very strange to me sometimes how that happens. Like I'll literally be fine. And then all of a sudden I'm like not fine. So, yeah. So according to this targetedjustice.com, the people that represent these targeted, targeted individuals, there's like a shitload of information on this website. Uh, I'll, I'll have a link in the show notes. But it could be possible that they are literally um, using cell phone towers to send subliminal messages directly at humans <laughs> with, you know, 2300 to 2900 megahertz into your brain. Um, which could Wait, cause you to be... That thing there says ringing in your ears. Like the last probably two months, I'd say, I've had constant ringing in my ears. It'll just happen randomly, left and right. Never at the same time. What are some of the symptoms of it? Um, well, some of the symptoms are uh, just same type of symptoms like uh, headaches, Um your body is aching, like um, a feeling of uh, kind of like hotness all over your body, like pins and needles, kind of like all over your whole body. If you're being targeted by microwave weapons, some of those symptoms are literal burns. Oh my God. So some people have been... I'll, I'll put some pictures. This is insane. I had never seen that. Yeah, Holy so... Shit. There's something called Havana syndrome where these diplomats had claimed that, that that they were being hit with microwave weapons while they were staying in the embassies around the world and they had visible burns on their body. Well, those pictures there look 
like some of the, like when I went through radiation and stuff, look like some of the other patients that would come in or out before or after me. That's what it looked like, kind of. Oh my God, that one is awful. Yeah, it's very scary. Um, so yeah, uh, on this website, uh, there's just so much information. It's unbelievable. And they, uh, according to them, uh, that there's more than 200,000 targeted individuals in the U.S. that are being tracked and attacked with high-powered microwave weapons from satellites and cell towers 24-7. It says that many famous people are targeted individuals. Edward Snowden, Julian Assange, and William Binney. Also, Roseanne Barr, Van Morrison, Randy Quaid, and John McAfee, who just recently died, very cryptically, actually. He just very recently died, and he, he had said that he would never commit suicide. But I think he died of suicide. Um, that they're hit with my- painful microwave attacks every day. I don't. I can't confirm any of this. Info. So none yeah, of us. obviously, not none of us can. You know, it's again, it's something that we can't confirm or deny one way or another. It's somebody's reality that we're going off of. Right. Um. But I'm curious. Like, is it they just tracked by their phone or what? Like, how are they tracked? Say, say they left all their shit behind and just like went somewhere else. How so, how would they be discovered and then targeted with? whatever okay so they can literally like move that thing anywhere yeah so okay. so basically according to this website and according to a few documents that are on a few other uh, i read quite a few articles I, i'm going to link some some of them in the show notes but according to a few of these um, sources there exists a system in place that stems from intelligence agencies so fbi cia dhs nsa dia mm-hmm. They have these fusion centers all around the U.S. in virtually every major city of the, of the U.S. At these fusion centers, what they're really doing, they were created after 9-11 to supposedly um, try to track terrorists. So one of the major um, things that they said after 9-11 was the reason 9-11 happened was because the CIA, FBI, and all these organizations mm-hmm. didn't talk to each other and didn't share information with each other. So they, under, under the Department of Homeland Security and under the Patriot Act, they created these fusion centers so that so a, another 9-11 couldn't happen again. So if a guy is being tracked by the FBI, um, the CIA would know and, and all the people would know. Wouldn't you think that that would be self-explanatory from the get-go? Like, if we're going to be following bad guys around... We should probably have more eyes than not on it. You know what I mean? Well, that's what... That it seems stupid that they wouldn't have already like, Well, I'm that. sure they probably already did, it to, most likely. I know. This is probably a lie. I'm just saying I'm trying to break apart their stupid story because it's stupid. Right. But the that that's how they were, were created under the Constitution. Mm-hmm. They they created them because they said that they weren't talking to each other. But now, now these fusion centers still exist to this day. And they are the main hubs in every location in the United States to disseminate all information. So I would guess almost certainly that every information that's being sent to your internet service provider is going between you, your internet service provider, and also the Fusion Center Mm -hmm. 24-7, all traffic, and is being logged and ran, ran through algorithms to basically make real-time files on everyone 
for the purposes of whatever they wanted, for whatever reason. It could be any reason. Right. So say there's a, a whistleblower who's who's going to expose X, Y, Z. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Or say it's a, a trade union guy who is going to uh, expose something about OSHA and it's going to cost mil- millions of dollars to a certain contractor. Or there's somebody who's going to say anything. Mm-hmm. They can use these fusion centers to uh, go down to the community level of where this person lives. And then at the community level, they employ like other types of um, surveillance personnel Mm -hmm. who most likely these people don't know what their purpose is exactly or what the the whole story is. Mm -hmm. They just know you're on the list, whatever the reason is. And then you need to be watched. And that you just need to be watched Mm 24-7. So they never interact with you in any way and you would never know you're being surveilled mm-hmm. because they can surveil you from a distance. Uh, you know, they can do soft surveillance where they're just monitoring your internet traffic, but then they could actually do real-time surveillance, uh, monitoring your, every time you turn your light on, every time you turn your light off, uh, every time you exit your house, into your house, everywhere you go, the locations you go, the timestamps of where you go, because they can do that very easily with your car has a GPS in it. Um, anything that's electric, electronic, you can easily tap into track. Some way. Yeah. Um, so if they're keeping tabs on you 24-7, then they can start to fuck with you. Um, and no one will ever believe you. So say you're being targeted by whatever group. And the point of this targeting is to make you go insane so that you you'll either kill yourself or never speak out or... Even by by the time you do you speak get, out, or you get committed, or you get committed, or by the time you do speak out, no one would ever believe you, or you you go insane and and lash out and commit some sort of mass murder or something, right? Because you just can't take it anymore, and you're like fuck everybody and everything now, you know? right? So say you're you got to go to the store, and you go to the store, and when you come back, um, your your living room is rearranged to a different <laughs> setup. Or you go to sleep at night, like I put all my stuff in my hat every night. Say my hat and all my stuff in it is in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Or, um... Well, that just happened to us the other day. What the fuck was it? We were looking for something and we're like, we didn't put that there. Where is it? Uh, I don't know. It just happened the other day where that happened, where we thought we were crazy because we we're like, what the fuck? Yeah. But, so th- this is the kind of the the ways that they would be able to target someone even if they're not, um, don't have their cell phone on them, but don't have nothing on them, mm-hmm. um, because you can do surveillance on someone twenty four seven the old way. You know, if you wanted to, anyone could. I mean, someone could go. Um, if you, especially if you live in a city, if you live in a city, you're virtually on per- public property almost all the time. Someone could sit sit across from your house all day and just write down everything you do all day long mm-hmm. if they wanted to. It's not illegal. Um, and even if you did go to the authorities, um, if you're on the list, uh, I mean, the local authorities may have gotten the memo from the local fusion center saying, um, so if this person calls 911 or says that they're being targeted, don't respond because they're uh, terror- on the terrorist watch list and they are insane. So the local authorities may not, not like they're involved per se, 
they're just they're just following orders. They're just following orders to because why would they not agree to do what the FBI or CIA has right. to say? I mean, they or would they just, just say like we're in charge of this. If they call, like we'll handle it. You don't, blah, yeah, blah, something like that. Yeah. So I could understand um, targeting celebrities or people that they want to hush up and whatever. But why target random people? What would be the I don't know the the benefit. Here's to them. here's the theory to why people that have no uh, you know just random people why why mm-hmm. they have uh, have been targeted purely for training purposes. So mm-hmm. in order for someone to be targeted, um, or to for any operation really, you need to do training. So so we're, be- like I said earlier, <laughs> we're guinea pigs. Yeah. So I mean, That's what it boils down to really, it could be a, a C- the CIA or whoever the FBI. Uh, new recruits or very first assignments of these agents, some of them could be interacting with the fusion centers and then uh, being in charge of a team, you know, who has lower personnel. And, you know, the lowest man on the totem pole is the guy who's literally sleeping in his car, writing down everything that the guy's doing. Uh, You know, and then the chain of command goes up from there. And he gives all that information to fusion center. Fusion center gives that information to the FBI then the, the FBI organizer goes up from there, you know, based on then, then whoever's really in control says, okay, well, now we've got a log of all the daily activities. So now we need to step it up a notch. So now we need to start fucking with their electricity. We need to start fucking with their, with their HVAC, you know, so in the night we need to go turn their furnace off or we need to um, just go, I mean, it's so easy to fuck with someone and have them not know if the, if it's them or if or they just forgot something or if, if they're um, being fucked with by someone else. So, right. like, say you leave your car unlocked at night, mm-hmm. uh, you could easily go into the person's car, you know, like you like you used to do back in the day um, with your parents' car, or if you've ever worked on a construction site, you go into the person's car, fuck with their radio. So when they turn the radio on, it's on the, the radio station they hate. Or, you know, if someone loves rock music, put it on the country station. So when they turn the radio, the car on, it's blasting and it's on ra- on on the... Um, uh, like when I put that Kesha CD in your right, truck yeah, on, right. on full blast when right. you weren't there and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, see, so that obviously that that's something that would be the job of a, a guy who's tar- doing a targeted um, investigation on someone because... That is all that's going to do is make you start to question your own your reality. Sanity, yeah, your own sanity. And you're going to start to be, you're going to bring it up to someone at some point, obviously. Right. <laughs> once it happens enough. And then either they're going to believe you or they're going to think you're nuts and send you to a doctor. Right. Or if it gets bad enough, they're going to call someone to do a quote unquote wellness check and you ain't going to be so well. Right. So. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's pretty scary actually to think that that could be a possibility. And according to this website, and many articles, um, it seems like it very well, very well is a thing that's happening, and it's nuts. And uh, I just wanted to do an episode about it because I don't think very many people have any idea about this in any way. Mm-hmm. Like I would say, the majority of, of of the population would never even contemplate that this would be something that right. would be done. To I always them. find it interesting too because like. People can get on board with the fact that we can send waves through the sky to make radio uh, signals or um, 
real live FaceTime calls, on real live phone. streaming FaceTime calls, or just our TV, or literally anything. But we couldn't do something like this. Like, I I always find it so um, I don't even know what annoying and maybe a bit naive when I talk to people about stuff and they're like, "Well, they can't do that. How would they do that? Or why would they do that?" And it's like, well. Why wouldn't they, when they have nothing else to do because they have so much money and time on their hands, why wouldn't they do that? They obviously don't give a shit about anyone else, so why do they care? They don't know us. They could easily hurt us and not care. Like, I just don't get the thought process behind people who, I don't care if you believe it or not, but at least open your mind up to it could happen, or it could be done, or maybe it is being done. You know what I mean? Like, why would you think that it's not possible? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, so. I have a small anecdote about that. Um, when I was in, I was, I had just um, decided I wanted to go to the sniper section, mm-hmm. and but to get into the sniper section, I had to go through um, a selection process. It, it took, I think it was five or seven days, but in that process, they made us do all kinds of things to prove that we could become a, in, you know be capable to go to sniper school Mm -hmm. well during this selection process one of the times um, we had been doing training all day long just random stuff and they told us okay time for bed Uh, we'll come back at 05 the next morning and we'll start training again after we got back to our barracks um, 30 minutes later they called us all and said okay uh, cancel that plans changed I need you all at the CP command post at uh zero one which would be one in the morning so we show back up at the command post and they gave us this fake mission where from like zero one thirty until zero four thirty in the morning we had to go um into this area and just do surveillance all night um and this was in the um I can't remember if we were in the housing area. So we're just sitting in the in the bushes. Um, <laughs> basically, we did an infill, which is an infiltration. Uh, made like what? It, uh, we're, so they just, we just got a target. Like, your target is um, this house. Uh, um, these are... The, all, so you're part of this whole scheme. Well, this was in Snyder, This was in the army in Germany. I know, but there, you literally I know, are that's, in... that's what I mean. That's why I'm giving this anecdote is... When I was in, in going through sniper selection, the easiest training is free training. So they literally made us go just do surveillance from 0130 till 430, just writing every single thing down that happened during that time frame. So we're writing down any lights coming on, any lights coming off, any people coming or going, uh, any cars that, that went in, in our vicinity, any streetlights that went on and off. Literally everything we could think of to log down, and then we had exfil, meaning get out without being seen, and then make a report, and then give it to our... Yeah, and I find it funny, too, because if anybody else would just go and do this, and they just were like, oh, well, I'm training, if they got caught, would get arrested. Right, right. But no, you guys get to do it for free training. Right, right. So stupid. Well, now I feel like I have to wear pants all the time when I'm home. Great. Yeah, so when if someone ever says, "Well, why why would someone do this? How could they? No one would ever do this." Well, if, yes, they would. If there's a fusion, if fusion centers exist, 
If the FBI exists, if the CIA exists, uh, which we know they do, name your all in your organization. How do you think these people get the training to do the things they need to do? If you're in the CIA and you're going to go on a, a OCONUS, which means which means outside of the continental United States, if you're going to go do a mission in real life, like say Russia or Cuba, you're not going to go there with no training. Right. You, yeah, you, you, you need to... like three years worth of training <clears throat> right. prior to this mission. And you're going to get all this training uh, in the United States. And the best way to do training is live training. And the best way to get um, real life results is to have actors. And the best way to have actors in your training is people that don't even know they're actors. Right. <laughs> so if you're just going out and just doing training in the general population, first of all, no one knows that you're doing training. And second, you're getting genuine reactions from the people. And most people are living in, I can't remember, there's there's certain zones. So if you're in like the green zone, you're like oblivious to anything that's going on around you. If you're in the blue zone, you're like somewhat aware that something could be going on, but you're mostly focused on your own task. Mm -hmm. But then there's these like red and yellow. If you're in these other zones, you're aware of what's going on. You You're like, seeing that maybe you're being followed you're noticing cars coming and going you know you're looking for your exits and your um your entrances you're noticing shady characters but that's a very small amount of the population most people are living in the oblivious stage so it's super easy for people to do training on the the general population right. because people would never expect that to happen well now i gotta wonder how many people in these hyper-realistic disguises have come up and talked to me and are actually other people just spying on us. I don't know. Who knows? Crazy. Who knows? It's a possibility. It is a possibility. The one thing I can say is I have no evidence of any physical uh, contacts happening in any way. Yeah, physically, I don't believe that we do either. Like, uh, I have, I've seen no signs of physical fucking around, um, which is good. And... I would say that you're most likely to be targeted if you're somehow know too much. You know, usually it's people who know too much or people that they just need to kill or, or get rid of that they don't, that they have no, they no longer have a use. Or, yeah, I was going to say, or we're just or, guinea or, pigs that, whoops, something happened and that was what training was for. Right. You know? And you're most likely, you are more likely, I would say, to have that happen to you if you live in a, uh, populated area that's close to a major city <laughs> uh, because See, I it's easy, I would, I easier think that, and faster to I think I would disagree with that though because you know people who live in rural communities they could easily be blamed as crazy quicker because they're more isolated they you know right but I could see that being an excuse too and especially if you live in farm country like I can't tell you how many like farmers I met that swore they saw UFOs and so many people would think they're crazy and I'm like well, I have two. I get it. Yeah. Like, that's what you see out in the nothingness. I don't know why they come there, but they do. Right. I mean, they come other places too, but it seems like more frequently they come to, you know, just rural areas for some reason. Yeah. Whatever that reason may be. So I could see that. I could see them because I think it's just easier to make someone seem crazy. I don't know why when they're like a country bumpkin. I don't know why. I just I just feel like maybe because we have the stigma that we're uneducated or something like that, or we're hillbillies and stupid. I don't I don't know honestly. Yeah, 
Well, I I think it's definitely easy to make that happen for rural, but as far as the likelihood of it happening to you in an urban area is slightly higher because it's faster and cheaper for the people to do it because they're closer to that area. Right. Like they don't want to do training that takes an hour where they got to drive an hour to go do the training. They'd rather just walk out of the office, go do the training, come back and do an after action report. Yeah. Um, but all this is hearsay. I'm just guessing, you know, I don't know. Um, and it kind of, this kind of got me thinking about the past and things I've experienced in Albuquerque that I never really thought about too much. But now, now that I looked into this topic, they kind of, um, make a little bit more sense or start make me think a little more. Um, are the wild stories coming from meth addicts real or just the wild ramblings of an addict? Because Mm. I've had a few friends who got addicted to meth. And some of the stories they would tell were insane. Like they could not tell the difference between uh, reality and and what they had created for themselves. Mm -hmm. Like one time my friend, he came over to my house and I hadn't seen him for two or three years. The last time I saw him, he was completely normal. But when I saw him, he just came to my house unannounced Mm -hmm. in the middle of the day and knocked on my door. And he was like a completely different person. He didn't look the same. He or or did this shit start happening to him? Thus, he became a. That's addict. what I mean. That's oh, what I'm okay. saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I thought you were saying it backwards. Like maybe meth addicts are no, no. telling the truth because they they get fucked with more often because they're already crazy. Well, or that's what I mean. Like it's got me got me wondering because I know that he got into meth for sure. But do you know why he got into meth? Not only that, but why could he could easily have been a target because people who are on meth. No one will ever believe anything they say. Yeah, that's true. And I've heard the craziest stories ever from meth addicts claiming all kinds of shit that there's no way what they're saying is true. At least that's what I thought. You know, it's like the, the guy that I was saying that he came to my house, he was telling me that he he went to the store and that when he was in the store, he was looking at all the cereal boxes and on the cereal boxes, every single one he looked at... Um, they were talking about him on the back of the cereal box, and then like he'd all go, the writing on there. Yeah, name? like so he'd look, turn the, the cereal box around, and it would be like, "Hey, blank insert name here. Mm-hmm. Um, how's it going today? I noticed you did this, you know, like right." And then he'd go to another aisle, then he'd go get a milk carton, but look on the back and be his shit talking about him again. Right. And he went on for like an hour about this, and I just listened, like, okay, I don't know. And but then after doing this research, it's like holy shit. Maybe, maybe he wasn't crazy. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe that's his reality. Head. Maybe yeah. maybe that was just happening to him. And because he had he was on meth, and um, susceptible, maybe he was just a victim of that. In Who conjunction knows? with doing meth, like how do I know? And how right? And, or or maybe he was being fucked with, and he was going crazy, and he was just like, oh my god, like I can't handle life anymore and so then started doing drugs because it's the only thing that alleviated his paranoia or his mind or whatever this i don't know because i've never done those kind of drugs so i don't know it but right you know uh, who knows yeah it's kind of crazy and uh it makes you wonder um like it's hard to um think of what you could possibly no nah, i lost my train of thought oh yeah okay so um meth addicts their stories are crazy but how easy is it to make people look insane if they're being targeted? If they're already drug users, they have a history of 
being on antidepressants, they have suicidal thoughts already or paranoia, paranoia. bipolar, I mean, uh, anything, extreme anxiety. Yeah, that's a good point because like right now, um, that's one of the highest uh, medications given out is depression and anxiety medications. So if they're giving that many out because they created anxiety and depression for these people because they're shooting rays of negativity (laughs) at them, you know what I mean? You get them off the rocker enough and then start doing this shit to them. Nobody will believe him. Oh, man. I just thought of something. Here's an even uh, grander conspiracy. Um, somehow Big Pharma is involved with the, with this these um, groups. And they are helping to beam in negative... Uh, to sell their shit. Anxiety um, on the population to make people think that they're depressed and have anxiety when they never have had a history of it. Yeah. But they're being beamed with this shit from cell towers... And now you have all you have all you have is positive for the controllers. You got a population that's scared and very easily manipulated. Mm-hmm. Um, then you got um, drug companies making shitloads of money because these people think that they're insane, so they go to get uh, drugs. Uh, you know that helps the, the. You know you could get a doctor visit out of there. Um, by just going to the doctor, like, oh, I need to get pills. There's, there's mm-hmm. another fee, you know, and then it just all, it all adds up to being easily controlled. And the best way for the controllers um, to stay in power is to have a population that's easy to control. Right. That's a good point. That's big full circle. That's probably what it is. Because if I've learned anything in the last couple of years, it's usually that if something comes full circle like that, that's what it is, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, I have no proof of any of that. Uh, it's just, I'm just thinking, I just that thought is, of it now, but it's that possible. That is possible. I could, yeah. Does the FBI use drones to spy on Americans? Oh, fucking for sure. <laughs> for sure. I just said, so, who was I talking to? I don't know, but somebody was just saying something like that, like, oh, there was a drone in my backyard. What the hell? Like, I live here, you know? Right. And had no idea who whose it was. I mean, around here, knowingly, it was probably some kid, you know, flying it around or whatever. I know I actually physically know a couple people who use drones for like picture taking and cool wildlife video stuff and whatever. Um, but yeah, odds are it's just a kid. But still, like, how alarming would that be that you walk outside in your backyard, you know, going out there to catch some sun or whatever the fuck it is? And all of a sudden, there's a drone there staring at you, videoing you, and you're like, there's like nothing you can do about it because it's up too high. Right. But it's videoing you and you know it, and then it just zooms off like the fuck. Yeah, I mean... They have to. There's no way that they don't. And now they can make them of like any size, you know? And, and, you know, since the 40s or even before then, there's been like the U-2 spy plane. I'm sure they can put those same types of cameras on drones to where they're so high that you can't tell they're up there. But the um, camera equipment is so good that it can get crystal clear video and I already hate, I already hate like Google Maps because like every so often, I don't even know how often it is, but they'll take a picture of your house, you know, so you can look it up online, which I don't understand that either. Like, what's the point? But like the one time I looked up our house, yeah, like all of our shit was there. My car was out front. My Our camper was in the back. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't remember if one of the dogs was outside, but it was like. What if I had been outside? That's that's my area. This is my area. Private. Go away. You know? So they obviously do it somehow. How do they do it? You know? Do they do it with a drone? Probably nowadays they do. That's probably where those pictures come from. Right. 
yeah, it, it all leads up to we're possible guinea pigs uh, being surveilled. Not only are we being surveilled just by our watching TV and using cell phones, but we might be being surveilled even way more intense than that with actual surveillance technology um, on top of all that, too. I mean, right. it's very possible. Um, can the FBI, NSA, CIA spy on you through your phone slash TV slash computer slash smart speaker slash doorbell? Again, I, anything <laughs> like you said earlier, anything that's like electronic probably could be tapped into. You just need to know how to do it and have the opportunity to do it. You know, I mean, I, I brought this up in another episode, but there was that time where we had the computer in our upstairs bedroom and the computer was off, but our camera was on like... That's not possible with this computer. No. And it was really creepy. I woke up in the middle of the night because I'm super sensitive to like noise and, and light and stuff. But yeah, I mean, that time that we were upstairs and it was just on, like we were dead asleep because I'm super sensitive to that stuff. And I woke up and sure enough, that green light was on. And that's what woke me up. And I was like slapping you like, what the fuck is going on? Like, did you go on the computer after I fell asleep or like what happened? And you're like, fuck no. So we ended up taping, we still have it taped on there. It's a piece of paper over the top of the lens so you can't see through it. Yeah. Uh, anytime you get a computer, make sure you tape off the camera unless you're using it. Because <laughs> there's no need to have the camera looking at you. Yeah, but that you're... was also like nine years ago, ten years ago. So by now they can probably figure out a way to, you know, do it without the light coming on or letting you know that they're watching is my guess. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much it, honestly, about this targeted inv targeted individuals. I've got a bunch of uh, YouTube videos and um, links that I'm going to add to the show notes that are pertinent to this whole topic. You could spend many, many, many hours researching this topic, which I would recommend only spending 15 minutes at a time because... It's intense. It's too much. It's too much info and it will hurt your brain if you do it for too long. And I would say 15 minutes on and then... Go listen to Bob Marley record. Be happy for a while and, and then, then come back come to whatever you want. <laughs> or just come back. It's 15 minutes a day. It's probably good. Yeah, it, it's too much. And the more you research it like this, the more it makes you like... Kind of paranoid like, in itself, you know, like and pissed off. Um, I will put some of the pictures up and I I think I'll add probably that... that um, oh, God. The web address for... That targeted justice, just in just in case any of our listeners happen to think that they are one, so that way you can get a hold of somebody that can help. Because yeah, I don't, I don't know how we can help, but I mean, if you think you are one, let us know, and we'll do what we can to attempt to help. Um, but I will definitely put the yeah targetedjustice.com has you know, they their thing is they represent targeted individuals, bringing justice to targeted individuals. So if if this sounds like something that's happened to you. I would recommend reaching out to this targetedjustice.com and uh, telling your story because they have shitloads uh, of stories of people and they have a little box that you can fill out if, if you are a targeted individual um, so that you can share your story and join the lawsuits that they have. Um, one of their big things is to defund the CIA. Um, <laughs> That's a instead we shouldn't be trying to defund the police. We should be trying to defund the CIA, FBI, NSA, DIA, 
because these are the organizations that are really um, doing God knows what with lots of money and and all of our information and redirecting it back on us you know it's like fucked up and uh i don't know i don't i don't agree with it and i'm guessing if you're listening to this you probably don't either uh so the more you have something written there what is that um i can't remember what this is all about um but i i watched this youtube video uh where they gave a speech where they're talking about so there's this uh um youtube video where it happened in 2011. It's the study of bio, bioethical issues that the public comment um, portion of the, the study is uh, these targeted individuals give their testimonies before the presidential commission about their involvement as involuntary mind control, weapons research, and non-torture, non-touch torture victims. They gave their testimony to this uh, presidential commission and it's, it's a YouTube video. But during this YouTube video, there's probably like 20 people who gave their testimony. And one of the ladies said that she was the victim of Medusa technology. And I could not find anything on the internet that explained what that meant. But, but what she was saying was that she was describing it as something to, something to do with they were like literally hijacking her brain and making her oh they were making her have um they were like remote controlling her body um with her brain like making her arm just move involuntarily or making her piss her pants uh all kinds of weird shit like a joke thing basically yeah humiliator yeah but but she claimed that it was through medusa technology i think that's what she called it but when i was so i wrote it down but then i couldn't find any any information explaining what that could be the only information i found was that there was a there was an operation medusa that happened um i think it was in afghanistan or iraq with a canadian um military but that was not what she was talking about she was talking about this um uh project uh, medusa most likely uh not operation medusa but anyway um it's kind of it's just scary to think that this technology exists and um it can be used against us we know already that we're being monitored every step of the way it's just how easy do we want to make it for them you know like all these people who have like alexas in their house and all this shit and uh it's kind of frustrating sometimes honestly because it's like you're just literally forking over your whole life to them you know every private detail that you, you know, don't want exposed. Somebody knows about it. And you're right, you know, like some people are like, well, who cares? Like, I'm not that interesting. It's like, yeah, but still, they're breaking rules, you know, that they're breaking our privacy. Like, we at least deserve that. You know what I mean? Yeah, can't can't we sit in our own house and watch TV? In our underwear? Can we not, please? Uh, I mean, can't we just uh, do what we want without other people knowing? Like, uh, here's an example earlier today. We were singing karaoke in the living room for fun. And I thought about, like, you know, it, it, I should uh, record this. Um, but, I, like, I didn't have my phone. And I was like, well, for what? Like, Well, and that's the thing, too. So I've been, <laughs> like, tra- I've been trying like, to be better about that, too. Like, don't get me wrong. I like to have pictures of the kids and you and, and all that stuff. But, like, some of the things I've been like, you know, I just want to enjoy this. Like, I just, I don't want to take a picture 
because a picture is going to get lost in my phone with all the thousands of other ones. And I just want to remember it. And I don't want to remember it through a picture screen or a phone. I want to remember it because I was there. I was present. I was participating. Right. So, because I noticed that with like a lot of my friends that take pictures and shit. It's like, okay, you're taking a lot of pictures so you can quote unquote remember it. At least that's what you say. But I don't see you going back through your pictures all the time. It's more for Facebook or whatever the situation is. You know, it's... Not for you. and But can you recall all the details of that moment? Can you? Can you literally sit down and be like, you know what? This was the best moment because this happened and this happened and I did this with them and they did this with me. No, you were standing there taking pictures. You didn't even participate, you know? And that's kind of hard. And I'm I'm just as guilty of it. And I'm, I've acknowledged that and I'm trying to, you know, be better about that. Like, of course, I still take pictures. But like now I'm like, oh, we're going to go for a walk and have a nice time. Uh, I'm going to leave my phone at home. Or we're going to go do this uh, at my mom's house. I'm going to leave my phone at home. Whatever, you know. Yeah, I, I've started not taking my phone anywhere um, unless I absolutely have to because mm-hmm. Tony has a phone. Like, we, we don't need two phones. <laughs> right. Uh, and even if we don't bring our phones. Well, and back in the day, we we both had a flip phone for a long You way longer than me, but you had a, but we both had a flip phone for a long time. Well. For a while there, we just shared the one, and whoever left the house took it with them. Like, right. that was it, because we had a shitty-ass house phone, Yeah, you know, which was, like, 30 bucks a year or something. It was the same one, I think, that we have now. Yeah. And it was, like, 30 bucks for the whole year for that house phone, and then we just had one cell phone. So, and that was only, like, 30 bucks, too, because it was a flip phone piece of shit, you know? Right. And the, But that's all you need. You don't need all this extra shit. You no, know? no. We think we need it because it's convenient, but we don't need it. Literally everyone has a cell phone. And if, if an emergency arose, you could use someone else's cell phone. Right. Or there's still businesses everywhere. <laughs> there's still businesses everywhere. You could easily walk into any store and be like, hey, I need to call 911. Or I need to call my husband because I have a flat time. Whatever it is. You know? Or you could just uh, wait. Like mm-hmm. if it's not an emergency, just wait to... Talk to, them. T- talk to them later or whatever, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, that's basically it for this episode about targeted individuals. I highly hope that you are not a targeted individual. And I hope that you never become one or anyone. And I hope that this ends. I, I hope this... I hope that this isn't real is what I hope. But from seeing a lot of the stuff and knowing that there's actually like lawyers dedicated to this makes me think it's probably real. Yeah, and I hope that this ends. This this is what I want the world. I want the world to be good. And I want everyone to be happy. And I want us all to live in harmony. And I want... Uh, I don't want the governments of the world uh, ruining everyone's lives for fun. Right. I would rather just not have that happen <laughs> if possible. Well, and why can't we just all help each other? Like We don't have to all like each other, but we can be civil human beings and help each other whenever... Like, why can't we just do that? Why can't we just talk nicely to each other and help each other out when they need it? Like, it doesn't have to be this big fucking thing. It doesn't have to be recorded so you can put it on TikTok or on Facebook. Why can't it just just live life? Everybody just live life and be kind to one another. Can't that just happen? I think it will happen. It will happen very soon. Uh, But we have to just wait. Be vigilant. uh, Up until then, um, let's watch. We should watch The Watchers, you know. Because they're watching us 24-7, so we might as well keep track of what they're doing, too. Yeah, might as well. I mean, uh, screw that. But, uh, yeah, that's our episode. Thank you for listening again. Um, Check out the Instagram at DT underscore Miracle Monday on Instagram. 
DoubleThoughtDimension.com is our website, which I post blog posts on there. My most recent one, I was talking about my everyday carry items that I carry with me every every day. Uh, the next one I'm going to do most likely is going to be about what I put in my fanny pack. Because I was only talking His about... penis purse! <laughs> I was only talking about my pockets when I was talking about everyday carry. But I'm going to go into what I put in my fanny pack, which is a great deal more amount of things. It's um, a penis purse, guys. Don't <laughs> let him fool you. Um, but yeah, uh, you can email us at dtdimension at protonmail.com. And you can find our podcast at any place where podcasts are played. Uh, and that pretty much does it. All right. Take care, guys. And remember, if you're hearing this, you are the resistance.